0: So, don't stop talk radio. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome all to my listeners today. This is Connie Metler Art Fair Radio, bringing you all the art fair news from across the country. Um, I present uh, ArtFairCalendar.com, a listing of art fairs around the country, and I have a wonderful community called ArtFairInsiders.com for artists to hang out and learn more about the business, as well as art show reviews where you get news about shows, and a site called CallsForArtists.com, trying to cover all the territory, and this is our newest baby called Art Fair Radio. What we are doing today is we are speaking with Three artists who've been are relatively new to the art fair business, and are hoping to get. What do the new people in the business have to think about what we're what's going on in the business? This uh, podcast today is sponsored by EntryThingy.com, the better a digital call for entries management and jury system used across the country by art fairs, show festivals, guilds, and publications. Get it for your site. Art Fair directors and start your call for entries. Free to try out and put on your site. Try it for free at www.entrythingy.com. And also sponsored today by Frame Destination. FrameDestination.com, your online source for fine art frames and framing supplies. Make art fr- FrameDestination.com help let them make your matting and framing life a breeze. And also today, presented by ACTINSURANCEPRO.com, A C T I N S P R O.com, a specialty insurance company that understands the needs of artists and crafters with coverage, liability coverage starting at $39 for three days. So today we have, we have, we were originally announced we were going to have four artists talking to us today, but uh, one of our artists, Carol, Miller was had to drop out because of family illness. So who I'm introducing you today, first of all, I would like to um, introduce Michelle Wormuth. Her website, get this, write this down so you can go and check out these people's work while you're listening. Michelle's website is www.inlightimagery.com. I-N-L-I-G-H-T-I-M-A-G-E-R-Y.com. Michelle is a photographer from Florence, Kentucky. how you doing, Michelle? Hi, how are you? I am good, so Michelle, are you ready to talk about our first today? Oh, sure <laughs> It's been a good season, right? Lots to learn <laughs> yeah lots of lots to learn, yes. <laughs> Lots of learning. Uh, Michelle is very active in our Art Fair community at ArtFairInsiders.com and is a is a good writer and really can tell the stories. Also from uh, one of the great writers from the ArtFairInsiders.com today, we're uh, her- hosting Caroline Quas, and you can see Caroline's work at www.CarolineQuas.com. That's dot scom Caroline is a painter from Spring Hill, Florida. How are you doing today, Caroline? I'm doing great. Thanks, Connie. And where are you today? Uh, I am sitting in my RV in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay, good for you. And then our third participant today is Barbara Poole, who is a wearable fiber artist from Boston. Her website is bfelt.com. That is B is in boy, F as in Frank, E-L-T dot com. Barbara Poole, just completed her first year at the art fairs. How are you feeling, Barbara? Great. Really great. <laughs> okay. So, the three of you have been, are new to the business, and, but I know this is not something that someone thinks about, like, on the weekend, goes to an art fair, and the next weekend they're out doing shows. So, I'd like to know, uh, we'll start with Michelle. Um, Michelle, Well, all three of you, this is what I want you to be thinking about, but I'll put Michelle on the hot spot first because I called her first. How how long have you been contemplating this move to the art fairs? And in part of that would be, how long have you been doing photography, Michelle? Um, Photography for probably about 25 years. Uh, The the art fair thing really was just kind of a, a... Spur of the moment thing back last January. Spur of the moment, last January. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was really kind of funny because I'd been my full-time job is photography, but it's for portraits and people and that. Um, And I'd been shooting uh, my own fine art work on my own time, so I'd never really, but I'd never shown it. And mm-hmm. someone told me that I should show it and I so I decided to apply for summer Fair just on the spur of the moment and it scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> summer fair is in Cincinnati, correct? Yes. 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 And it's close to home. And, yeah, it is close to home. It's five minutes from home. And of course and surprisingly, I was waitlisted and I did not even have a single piece of product. <laughs> I've not ordered any prints or anything. So there, and then there you were one day, sitting in Cincinnati on the riverside, waiting, waiting for summer fair. Okay, Caroline, how long have you're a painter? You do oil painting. Um, how? What? What about you? How long you've been painting and deciding to move into art fairs? I've been painting most of my life. Um, I was I started out as a child painting I went and got my bachelor's fine arts um in illustration um though I got into art fairs uh, quite accidentally at the suggestion of my uh, best friend's father who was a, a the um chairperson of the art department at Farmingdale University um I really didn't know where to exhibit my artwork, and I was intimidated at the time. This was in 2008 when I had finally gotten a cohesive body of work. I was intimidated by approaching galleries, and I think a lot of artists can be. Um, and he gave me the suggestion of trying out art fairs. And I started out doing some very small art fairs on Long Island, where I'm from, and uh then we moved to Florida, and I jumped right into it uh because Florida has so many art shows, and uh got right into the mainstream in uh probably early two thousand nine with main sale okay, great, and Barbara, I think that you have uh, been at it also if you look take a look at Barbara's website, you'll know this is not any beginner person either, Barbara, how long have you been doing what you what you do well um it's um, Well, It's a, I'm actually a painter by training, and um, about, I don't know, actually it's only been three years that I've been doing this. Three years ago, I was given a, a kit uh, uh, to make a felt scarf for my kids for Christmas, and I so fell in love with the process that I just abandoned painting pretty much, uh, and uh, I've been felting ever since. And um, a, a good friend of mine who's been doing shows, but she's a jeweler, I thought, well, you know, she can do it. I can do it. It's not rocket science. So let me try it out. So um, a year ago, September, was my first show at uh, Paradise City in uh, Massachusetts, which isn't too far from home. And um, it was great. I I was really quite pleased with how it turned out. So I decided to do more. Yeah, good. So um, tell us a little bit more about your art, Barbara, what you do. Uh, I work, uh, I make uh, felted products. I make uh, women's garments and accessories out of I use 100% merino wool and uh, I do uh, what they call a process which people know it as Nuno felting which is really a laminate process using um, silk and other substrates to pass the wool through in the felting process to create very lightweight felt so I make dresses and jackets and vests and and I'll make handbags, and I, I, I'm trying. This year, I'm trying to narrow my product line down. So I'm just kind of like all over the place. And it's in. You told me that you did 11 shows from Boston to California. I did 11 shows. Yeah, I did between September what of last in the world? year. Jeez. <laughs> what were you thinking?
1: <laughs> um
0: me. I was thinking. Well, actually, I, I actually had the. I had the benefit of a. Um, in Boston, I don't, I don't, I don't, they're, they're, the small business association has started what they call the International Business Association for Small Business. And it's one of those things that's actually being funded by the Obama administration. It's one of those things that helped to kickstart small businesses. And I was uh, my husband had been laid off, and you know I was one of the recipients. I, I got a, I got a grant, so I had somebody work with me, and we set a goal on how much money I wanted to earn. And based on how much I'd made from the first show, they said, well, in order to make that much, you have to, you'll have to do at least 11 shows. So that was my goal. <laughs> wow. That's great. Okay. And and what about you, Caroline? What, tell us more about your work. Uh, I'm an oil painter, and I, um, I've been working with what I call intimate landscapes. They're... They're macro views of nature, and I focus on the patterns and colors and lines that are found. It's They almost become like an abstract realism. Uh, I'm just fascinated by details and things that normally people overlook. And uh, it's just amazing to me how many times uh, people have come in and looked at rocks and said and left my booth saying, I've never looked at rocks quite this way before. And, you know, you change somebody's. Uh, way of looking at something. I think that is really just uh, the highest goal as an artist is to teach somebody to teach people to see something in a new way. Uh, Caroline, are you doing only originals? No, I do reproductions as well. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and Michelle, tell us tell us about your work and what, what you're specializing in. Well, uh, I'm photography, of course, and it's uh, nature photography but uh, more macro um abstract macros pretty much so i like to see the little tiny details so i tend to center in on the on the lines and the the motion and the and the florals and and weeds rather than the landscapes mm-hmm. okay and um uh my next question is um Will you tell me about your first show? And, um, Caroline, how about you tell us about your first show? Oh, my first show, uh, Bridgehampton uh, in Long Island. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 funny to look back on it because my husband had taken pictures of my booth and of me, and, uh, you yeah, know, I was a nervous wreck, and I think there was all of 20 artists maybe 25 it was a a very local group of artists Um, and uh, that was the one show where I was approached by a patron who wanted to buy an original and I did not take credit cards at the time and needless to say by my next show I was hooked up with a credit card company Uh, but uh, yeah it's uh, really come a long way and uh, you, you learn a lot in your first year uh, between just how to speak with the public and an appropriate booth display and what best shows off your work. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's been quite a ride, literally. Okay. Uh-huh. So, Michelle, you told us a little bit. So your first show was at Summer Fair in Cincinnati. It's a pretty big show, and it's close to home. So you were unprepared. You got called from the waiting list, and then what happened? I actually didn't get called to the waiting list, which was oh. a good thing. <laughs> um, I they they had a time limit where you could where you you could could be called off the waiting list and I decided that I couldn't I waited and I couldn't wait any longer so I actually turned it down. Um my first actual show was a little little local one about 5 minutes from home and I had o- managed to order 10 large prints and I had 15 small prints and I had borrowed, I had a friend of ours that used to do art fairs full time, and he had a full booth set up, pro panels and uh not the trim line, it's the show-off canopy, so he lent it to me indefinitely because he doesn't do shows anymore. And um, we set that up for the first time with my nine prints and 15 small prints, and it went well. I was surprised. I was scared to death. <laughs> wow. Did you make and but you got through it right? <laughs> I got Obviously. through it and um, it was it was five minutes from home. It was only a few hours show, um, but I made booth fee, which was which was I was impressed by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Barbara, I'm impressed that uh, your first show was one of the biggies. I mean that is yeah. a very fine show that Paradise City show. How did you feel? Well, it was um, uh, you know the word fiasco. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, actually, it turned out great, but it began as a total fiasco. It was Columbus Day weekend, my very first oh. show. I had um, I had borrowed my friend's the She has flourish, you know those. The, I mean, the, the, the heaviest mm-hmm. thing you could possibly use to set up. And I had um, I had borrowed drapes. I had borrowed lights. I built my own my own structures to hang my merchandise on. So I was, and and oh, I had practiced, and I had it all in my studio. And my husband was going to help me. And it's Columbus Day weekend. It's an hour and 45-minute drive to the show. And uh, we put everything in the car. We drive out there. We And we realize we would forgotten the joints to hold up the, the poles together. And it's Columbus Day weekend. It took him two and a half hours to drive back to Boston and another two and a half hours to drive back to Northampton. And um, by that time, it was like close to 11 o'clock. I was the last person there. And we only put it up as a, you know, practice. By this time, we were just like totally frustrated, and like, you know, husband and wife doing things together is not necessarily the best thing. And somebody else (laughs) who was there heard us having um, um, disagreements, came over, and offered us Uh, his um, his um, hammer to help put it together because he. We, 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 I didn't have any tools with me, but it did, it did, we did manage to get it up. I mean, finally, about, about 1 o'clock, we were done, and then we had to drive back to Boston because I decided, you know, oh, it's local. We can drive back and forth, and we, mm-hmm. no, and that, that was a big learning lesson. Two hours at 11 o'clock at night is driving, and they have to have to get up and be someplace by 10 the next day is not a good idea, I got to the hotel. Oh boy! And did you make? Yeah. How'd, how'd you do? And how'd you do it? the uh, show? Well, I was I was very well received. I mean, as a newbie, I guess. Um, yeah, I was very very well received. I um I you know I made my booth fees and I made a profit, which uh which told me I was I was kind of on the. I said, okay, people like my stuff, um, so mm-hmm. I'll do another one. Mhm. I'll do another my one. Okay, one that's was, a good uh, reason. Yeah, my next do, one is a Marlboro um, show. Oh, the, so you did, you've done more than one Paradise City show then? Yeah, I've done both the Paradise City shows, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, do, um, do, you, I know one of the things that is a continuous conversation on on artfairinsiders.com is, is anyone making a living at this business? So one of the questions I, I think people would like to know, and uh, you can phrase this however you want, but do you have other sources of income to help you support your art fair habit? How about you, Barbara? <laughs> well, um, as I said, I, I, I've been help, being helped along, mentored along by the Small Business Association here in Boston. And when I originally decided to get into this, I, I had kind of looked at it like a three-part process. I thought three, I was going to set my business up to be three pieces. I was going to sell product, which would be my the things I like to do the most, which is make things. And, and I was also going to sell the supplies, like sell wool, and then I was going to teach. Well, mm-hmm. uh, quickly I learned that selling supplies was useless because I can't compete with, like, you know, the big box people. You know, I can't compete on the Internet because people are just going to – it's a commodity. People are going to go for the lowest price. Mm-hmm. So I can't compete. And um, but teaching is something that took off. And so I, I teach what I make. So I have um, – mm-hmm other uh I have teaching gigs uh, where I do workshops, I, I, I teach for some colleges, um I teach in some stores, uh, teaching people how to felt. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. okay. I had another job and for the uh for for the first year, two years uh I kept it. It's actually a seasonal job. I uh, was a uh, driver for I was a driver to tour director here in Boston for Old Town Trolley. I drove around, gave you know drove in circles and talked history all day. But my goal was to get rid of that job, and uh, this year I did. I did not go back because it was a seasonal job. You usually work from May till till first of November, and then you take the layoff and you come back in May. So this time I did not go back. I took the summer. I I did. I had earned enough for my half a year in order to, to support myself for that year. And and it, and um, I am. I mean, I I mean, I, I just did my, um, my books for the year. I'm not making a huge profit. But I'm making enough to say that I can continue. I don't I don't have to go look for another job. I'm I'm supporting my myself and contributing some to the household. My, I do have a husband so he does and he does work. Mm-hmm. So he contributes okay. the lion's share of the house. But I can see that, you know, if it continues I I'll be able to contribute more if if, if it continues. Yeah. yeah, this is your first year. That's that's very good. I remember when we started doing art fairs, it was three years before I quit my job. And I, I was a teacher and continued to teach until my we really got our art fair business up and rolling. And I, that certainly makes good sense. How, how about you, Caroline? What do you have other sources of income besides the shows? Um, no, I actually was a full time teacher in district in Florida, and I resigned my position exactly a year ago to come out to Arizona to do the expo last year. Wow. Um, I. Really, I'm just one of those square pegs in a round hole where I really could not tolerate educational policy, and I resigned on principle. (laughs) Really, just kind of, you know, committed financial suicide. Um, And uh, I hit the road. We went out to Arizona. I I got to say I wouldn't be able to do it without my husband um, because we're lucky in the sense that our house is paid off and. we really don't have a lot of bills coming in, so we don't have a lot to cover. But uh, you know, the art show habit, as you call it, I find that that's quite apt. Um, it's uh, we're making our bills. Uh, we're not making a tremendous profit yet, and so which kind of you know forces me to be a little more creative in pursuing other outlets as well and other avenues for showing my artwork and uh, to find other uh, patrons. Um, but no, I uh, I also was lucky to have um, a bit of a capital cushion behind me because I sold a house on Long Island. So, um, you know, I'm looking to add to that now rather than make it. Uh, it's been pretty much a, a wash right now. Um, first couple of years, uh, you know, it was it was hard. Uh, I probably wasn't doing the right venues and I was losing some money. But uh, you know, you you live and you learn. Yep. Yep, that's right. This is a great, great crucible for learning. How about you, Michelle? Yeah, I, I, I know suppose that if I actually spent, spent time in one area, I could uh, teach college again. But it's just—it's kind of hard when you travel all over the country. Right. Yeah. Right. How about you, Michelle? I know you've got a photography business. What about you? What, what's going with you there? Well, yes, we do. We have a full-time portrait studio, and we shoot weddings. And most of my my schedule this past year was. I could only schedule shoots, schedule shows around the weddings. Um, right. But I did my numbers, numbers last month, and I've actually, I didn't lose any money. <laughs> shows. I was happy about that. So, so I'm a little bit ahead. Um, and we've decided that for this coming year that um, we're going to book the shows first. And since my husband photographs weddings also. He's going to take the first wedding so that I can do shows. And, of course, if we book two weddings, I kind of can't do a show. But mm-hmm. we're going to try and work around it so I can do as many shows as possible next year, even so far as traveling outside my little one-and-a-half-hour bubble. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And and you have you have children at home, right? Yes. I have three, 19, 15, actually 2015 and 11. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that means you yeah, can't be home. Oh, okay, I want to, want to take a little break here, and uh, we'll once again, tell you about our sponsors, the people who are making this show happen today, uh, Chris Ritke at EntryThingy.com. Always can count on Chris and EntryThingy, the great digital call for entries. Show directors, pay attention. You can get it for free. Try it on your site. Chris is a great guy to work with. Try it for free at www.entrythingy.com and framedestination.com. It's your online source for fine art frames and framing supplies. Artists, you should be giving them a try. Mark Rogers is great to work with, and his framing will help you out and make your life a breeze. And our third sponsor today is... A C T I N S P R O dot com. Act Insurance Pro, a specialty insurance company to help you insure you your liability at the art fairs uh, starts at $39 for three days. And they have a video contest going on right now for the holidays. You're going to have to check out that at their Facebook page, actinsurancepro.com. And today I'm talking to Michelle Wormuth, a photographer from Florence, Kentucky. Who has 11-year art fairs under her belt? She needs to stay close to home because of her family. And uh, Carolyn Quas, a painter from Spring Hill, Florida, who travels in an RV and is seeing the country. And Barbara Poole, who makes wearable fiber from Boston, who has come, done shows in her first year from Boston to California and is moving on farther. So you guys are really an inspiration. Now. Now we're going to get to one of the things that I really want to know, and I think others want to know. And um, the question is, is what are some of the biggest disappointments you've had at the art fairs this year? What was, you know, something that really came out of the blue or was really a surprise? And I think, Caroline, it's your turn to go first. Oh, sure. (laughs) Um, Really, my biggest, yes, can you hear me? Hello? Hello. Is anybody there? Hello? I can hear you. Hello? Connie, Connie, Connie can, hear can, you hear can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Can anybody hear me? I can hear you. you. Huh. Connie, we, we can I can hear, hear you. I can hear you, Connie. Hello? Anybody there? I can hear you. Connie, I can hear you. Where's Scott? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? I'm here. This is Caroline. Hello? I'm here. Hello? Hello? I'm this, this Michelle. I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Caroline is here. Barbara's here. Her? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Or, d- yes, okay. it is. Uh, all right, this, this is Caroline. Is Connie there? Okay. Connie, can you hear me? Connie? <laughs> <Oops>. Oh. <laughs> we lost Connie. So we lost are we all Connie. talking amongst ourselves now? Can <laughs> you guys hear me? <laughs> I Can, can you guys hi? hear me? <laughs> Oh my gosh! But we lost Connie. Oh goodness! I, I, I don't <laughs> know. I hang think we up and we lost call and dial Back in what? Huh? Do we hang up and dial back in, or I don't know? Are you gonna yeah, hang up and dial back in? I don't know how it works. I don't know how I it works either. Oh, maybe she hung up. Maybe was, <laughs> I don't know. If she hangs up and calls in, I don't. I don't, I, I don't know how it works. If she just picks up, or I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think work. we should probably. Just stay, I'm just going to stay on the line because we're still live with each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, we so so we've, we're in, Arizona. in Arizona right now. It's what's that? Are you in Arizona right now? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in Arizona. Wow, is it nice and warm there? No, it's. Well, it's uh, it's cooler here than it was in Florida. But um, it's been topping out at about sixty. Um, ah, well, I'm in Boston, and it's oh okay, oh <laughs> yeah, okay, it's warm no, here. here. Yeah, it's warm there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like seventy five, eighty in Florida today. So uh, I'm y'all you know, kind of missing my real nice warm weather. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would be working in wool if I lived like, in those warm places. Well, I, I tell you, it gets cold at night here. It was down to about 35 because it's a desert, the high desert, and it it loses its heat really quickly at night. And uh, last year, I wasn't prepared for that. So uh, this year, yeah, I brought my wool sweaters and everything, but um, didn't bring the coats, which is nice. Oh, well, really? I didn't realize it got that chilly there. Oh yeah, yeah. Last year, we came over in January, and it was 27 degrees. Uh, all four nights that it took us to cross the country to get over here, and uh our water froze in the camper yeah, it was it was wonderful oh, it, oh <laughs> it was wow, amazing. oh this is sound <laughs> wonderful. <laughs>